Hello everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the Cognitive Search podcast, brought to you by Search Unify. This is your host Anurag. If you're listening in for the first time, Search Unify is a platform that enables you to scale support operations through AI-powered applications with the Cognitive Search and Insights engine at its core. We were recently featured in the Forrester Wave for Cognitive Search 2019 and noted for being the youngest product amongst those evaluated. In this podcast series, we invite key members of the Search Unify team to talk about cutting-edge processes, technologies, and their impact on support organizations. Today's podcast is about demystifying knowledge-centered service, more commonly referred to as KCS. Specifically, we'll jump into the reasons why companies leverage KCS and the different ways in which it can unlock value for the enterprise. Joining me today is Brian Corcoran, who's our regional sales manager in the US and a resident KCS certified practitioner. Hi Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me Anurag. Of course, it's great to have you here. Before we begin talking through KCS and its practical applications, could you share with our listeners how you came to find yourself helping practitioners in the support and knowledge management community? Sure. I'll be glad to. I admittedly took a somewhat unorthodox path to customer experience and support, and now that I have, I really can't imagine being anywhere else. So it all started about 12 years ago. Uh, I was coming out of college and took a retail job as a store manager, and within several months, I had turned around the store's performance by focusing on two things: creating easy access for my team to answer their own questions via a Facebook group. and also developing a mantra that everybody could buy into be where your customers are and with the knowledge to help them succeed it may seem relatively simple but the impact that this had was a night and day difference for our customers and it was achieved quicker than i could have ever imagined and really i've been hooked on cx and knowledge management as a result ever since hmm be where your customers are and with the knowledge to help them succeed uh, that does make all the sense But tell me a little bit more about how you got into helping support teams with KCS specifically. Well, in 2013, I made the jump to a company that just so happened to be the leading implementer of knowledge management solutions, and they were a benefactor in the Consortium for Service Innovation, and that's the organization that created the KCS framework. On top of that, my first day on the job was spent partaking in KCS training. So I guess you could say that my career and the methodology have always been linked together. There I worked with Fortune 500 companies across industries to improve support outcomes and reduce knowledge rework within those organizations. Next, I jumped over the fence to the product side with several companies and that's where I earned my KCS certification. And then I helped a variety of organizations increase their support capacity there as well by delivering on that mantra I created all those years ago. The communication options may have really changed since then. and especially with the arrival of cognitive search and virtual agents but the mission still remains the same and that's exactly what I'm still doing today that's incredible that's quite a journey and it's it's so great to have someone on the panel who has prior experience with KCS and uh, to that can you give us a quick snapshot of what KCS first of all is and why an organization would want to implement it sure i'd be glad to help you there anurag so first KCS is a set of practices and processes that focus on knowledge as a key asset and enabler of the enterprise. And in the past few years, HR teams are also beginning to leverage this approach as well. So that's why it was changed from the name knowledge-centered support to knowledge-centered service. 
and it seeks to create findable, usable information within the knowledge base that your customers and employees can use to resolve known issues in their particular context at their moment of need. And an easy way to think about this, and a way that I explain it to my friends and family, is that KCS is very similar to rule number eight of the Boy Scouts. You always leave things better than how you found them. So provided that you're adhering to this principle, theoretically, the next time an employee or a customer is trying to work through the same issue, it should be just as easy or hopefully even easier to solve than it was before. And specifically as for why organizations would want to leverage KCS, it's primarily to improve the problem solving and case management process, optimize the use of resources, enable self-service, and build learning within the organization that actually improves products and documentation. All of this points back to increasing support capacity, and that's exactly why this is so powerful. Well, Brian, this helps me understand why companies would want to prioritize KCS, but in theory, could you share with our listeners an example of how it works in practice? Sure, but first, Anurag, let me go ahead and ask you this. What did you do when you were asked a question by a friend or family member that you just did not know the answer to? I guess I'll just Google it. Yeah, I mean, I do the same thing that you do. And really in recent years, you know, Google's not the only solution out there. You know, you can use Alexa or Siri to ask these same sorts of questions. And the sort of behavior that we just talked about, it's really second nature to us. And that's exactly what we do when we are customers and we're seeking help with a product or service. We search first for help. And for this example, let's say that we've done our due diligence as a customer and we search for answers via Google. And we've been going through the support website, portal or community to find the right answer, but we've just still come up empty. And so we have to open up a ticket with the support team. And this is really where KCS begins. So let me go ahead and walk you through this. So as the ticket comes in, the support agent is going to collect the case information in the voice of the customer, exactly how you're experiencing the problem. And once we've captured that situation in the customer's words, the agent will search the knowledge sources early and often to find the best answer to solve the case. If the agent finds content that solves the issue, they should use it to close the case. And if they find the content may be incomplete, they should fix it in the process or flag the article for someone else to fix. Lastly, if the knowledge doesn't exist, to solve the case and the agent still resolves the issue, then the knowledge must be created in the process of case resolution. Basically, the idea here is that your agents benefit from using articles that solve cases, and then this information can be made available to your customers via the web. And as these known issues are solved on the web, the volume drops in the support center, and this reduces the cost of delivering support while providing better customer engagement. Got it. Thanks for explaining the benefits in great detail. I don't think I need any more convincing, but I've spoken with support leaders and while they're excited about KCS, they also seem reluctant to adopt it in their respective organizations. Have you noticed that? Do you feel that way too? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, some of the organizations that are actually most successful with KCS today actually failed in deploying not once, but actually several times in the past. And really at the end of the day, what this comes down to is it's all about investing properly in your people, process, and technology. KCS and effective knowledge management isn't supposed to be seen as just a project with a fixed end date. It should really be thought of as a continued investment into achieving bottom line growth in the same way that sales and marketing gets all of the love for contributing to top line growth. 
So let me go ahead and expand on this. The critical success factors for a KCS initiative include executive commitment, really the overall attitude toward the initiative, coaching within the support team, and measuring the right things. And so if any of these are missing from your initiative, you may find yourself needing to restart KCS some months down the road in order to really get it right. But once you've got the hang of it, the logical next step is to look at KCS Verified and Align Technologies. Of course, getting the basics right is so important. There is no structure without a strong foundation after all. Uh, but of the four pillars that you talked about, the first three, executive commitment, overall attitude and coaching, they're unique and internal to an organization. And they seem to be process oriented. While the fourth one, measuring the right things, I assume that would have some element of technology in it, right? Yeah, that's right. And really at the end of the day, many support agents view the knowledge in their heads as a differentiator. You know, that's how they feel that they get paid. So they'd prefer to solve cases and ultimately not have to contribute knowledge. Some of the agents that I've worked with initially felt that KCS was somewhat counterintuitive because they were ultimately concerned that the knowledge, once it was given to everyone else, there would be no need for them to stay and the organization might decide to let them go. However, there's been some positive outcomes here and that many of those same agents after KCS reached maturity, they found themselves really appreciative of the benefits that unlocking wisdom through technology and measuring knowledge reuse could deliver to an organization. So with turnover and support really being a constant struggle, that sort of brain drain that we just talked about, it really is real. And you have to implement some sort of insurance to safeguard for your customer experience. Hmm. Looks like technology is going to be a great differentiator for your KCS structure. Yeah. Could you talk about the different ways in which technology can adequately support your KCS implementations? Sure. So just for the sake of this time that we have with the audience, we're going to focus on three components. The first is to look at your CRM or incident management system. Um, and these would be you know, KCS certified applications. So many of these applications include a knowledge base within that core system. And the decision that you need to make is whether you should leverage what the CRM offers or whether a third-party knowledge base would make more sense for your organization and for your customers. Then, you're going to want to look at your self-service options. This is really a key foundation of KCS and where the benefits really lie for your customers. And whatever offering you choose, it's important to make sure that it aligns with your key drivers for KCS and customer success, which should be to improve engagement and reduce the complexity of customer self-help. The last area that we'll talk about is cognitive search. And in my experience, this is where the secret sauce all comes together. And I think what excites me more than just the connectivity of different content sources is really the rich insights that you get about your customer base's demand for support, where you're missing the mark with your self-service experience, and how you can quickly remove those points of friction that weren't so obvious before. Hmm, that's interesting, Brian. I also noticed that earlier you talked about uh, the benefits of implementing KCS in your organization. And I was wondering, what are some of the best practices for implementing this methodology? I'll be glad to walk through that. Uh, KCS relies on a double loop process, each with a specific focus. Now, before we go further, Anurag, just to uh, set some expectations here, this question could really be the basis for an entire webinar. Okay. So we're going to keep this at a high level, if that's okay. And the Consortium for Service Innovation has some great content that will take you to the depth required to gain a fuller understanding. So just to start off, the first of these loops is called the solve loop or A loop. 
and the A-loop involves support agents as they resolve issues for their customers. This is essentially where knowledge articles are being created and improved by agents as a byproduct of their workflow. The tenet of search early, search often is absolutely mission critical here. And what I found in working with practitioners over the years is that there is often much more content available to solve these customer issues than they realize. And the reason why is that it's simply not findable. And what I mean by that is that the answer could be written in some sort of internal jargon instead of the voice of the customer. The information could be stored in some third-party repository that's locked away from the support experience. Or it could be locked within a 100-page technical document. And as a result, if the agents can't leverage that information because they can't find it, more than likely, they're going to spend extra time creating rework of existing knowledge that already lives somewhere within the organization. And so the real opportunity that organizations have here is they need to mask the complexity of delivering support by elevating search. And by doing so, this helps consolidate the right information for agents to succeed with known issues for efficient resolutions. But we've seen over the last few years that this has really become table stakes for any contact center. And if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't gotten to this point, this is certainly table stakes and we'd encourage you to take a closer look. Yeah, I think I agree, Brian. Uh, What you described now, while critical to support success, does seem very agent focused. How does the rest of the organization then contribute to the success of a KCS initiative? Well, the way that they would contribute and are contributing, it's with the Evolve Loop, better known as the B Loop. And really what this does is it looks at the entire health and value of the support knowledge base, those digital assets, and covers the leadership commitments and necessary processes to deliver KCS success. So the way that you can think about this is that if the A loop is the front end of the experience with your agents, the B loop is the back end nucleus that's making all the magic happen. So in this loop, we're trying to understand what knowledge content we are trying to create, how to create it, how the team is actually doing with KCS, and making sure that the organization understands as a whole why we are doing this. And of the four stages in the B-loop, what is most applicable to today's conversation is around content health. And a critical component to the Evolve loop is aligning support tools and technologies that support the structured problem-solving process at the speed of conversation. And this is so important because customers are leaving breadcrumbs every single time they leverage your self-service offerings. It could be a support portal, community, chatbot, it really doesn't matter. The evidence is there that they've been looking for information and you have to pick up on it. So there are behavioral signals that you can leverage and some of these include measurement of search queries, including searches without results, content consumption through click ranks, cases being created or deflected, and successful web conversions. And the added benefit is that this also enables dev and product management teams to have a seat at the table so they can also optimize the support and customer experience by removing root cause issues that will reduce the need to submit cases. This is why it's absolutely critical for cognitive search to deliver more powerful experiences to your B-loop process. Well, I loved how you described different teams coming together because of cognitive search. Uh, Now, if cognitive search is becoming more of a table stakes requirement, like you said, in support organizations, I wonder how are leading organizations extending their capabilities past this checkpoint? 
Yeah, so cognitive search can upskill agent proficiency. I think there's no question about that. We have a ton of data points from the consortium on this. Uh, but relevant access to knowledge content is really just one part of the equation. And so where our clients are seeing previously unrealized value is through machine learning techniques so their agents can see within their service console the customer self-service journey prior to the case being submitted, similar cases in the organization to the one that they are solving, top experts and KB articles that can actually help resolve the issue even faster, and then what's coming up next is likely next issues to steer the customer clear of. So this enables a much richer case resolution experience and further reduces friction for your customers. You know, Brian, in our first episode of the series, Vishal, the CTO of Searchify, talked about cognitive search as a medium on top of which apps are built, rather than just a box on a portal. One of those applications was the KCS enabler that helps pre-populate content for help articles that are being created by agents right within the service console. Is that something you've experienced? Uh, where do you think that adds value? Yeah, well, knowledge creation in the agent workflow, that's really the way that KCS works. It's the way that we solve problems. It's not an extra step or an afterthought. Uh, for many support agents, they have competing priorities that can really put the squeeze on the knowledge creation process. And so what we found is that while KCS Enabler doesn't fully replace knowledge creation, it certainly accelerates and prevents the pricey alternative, which is knowledge engineering after the fact. And it's definitely a value add, and I've heard the same from other practitioners as well. I hear you, Brian. That does make a lot of sense. Now, as someone who's at a vantage point as far as the intersection of knowledge management and cognitive search is concerned, where do you think KCS is heading? Well, that's a really good question. Um, a quick question at that, but it also requires a bit more of a thorough answer, if that's okay. I'll try and keep it brief for everyone listening in. You know, first, as we saw at Dreamforce this year, you can't go 10 seconds without hearing about the buzz around digital transformation and the fourth industrial revolution. And in order to achieve success, you have to execute on a strategy to make your content discoverable for the individual consuming it. KCS provides the structure for maximum reusability, and this is why other departments, such as HR, are now investing in KCS as well. And now, moving back to the support use case, a common observation from successful KCS initiatives is that because your customers are now solving more known issues themselves, the cases that still come into the contact center are often the harder ones that normally required escalation through the tiered support model. But here's the catch. Customers are still going to expect the quickest resolution possible. The KCS practicing organizations are getting rid of their tiered support model as a result and actually transitioning in favor of aligning their teams to huddle around these new and unique cases to resolve them quickly and then create this new knowledge in the moment. And this is called the Intelligent Swarming Framework. And the consortium has resources about this on their website in case folks listening in would like to learn more. As far as how this ties back into technology, Anurag, the power of AI has been so disruptive in support, and it's something that I've seen coming for the last few years. It's the equivalent of the printing press being created. And to highlight this point, by the end of 2020, 80% of service interactions will start with a chatbot. And by 2030, it's estimated that over a billion service interactions will be handled automatically by bots. So if there is this much demand for self-service, you'd be doing your customers a supreme disservice if you didn't provide answers that were easy to access and understand. 
And this all ties back into a frictionless experience. And that is what's going to win the day, keep your customers happy, prevent churn, and serve as a binary differentiator between your company and the competition. Wow, Ryan, I think we are in the middle of an AI revolution and KCS has not been left untouched. Thank you so much for sharing your valuable insights on the matter. I'm pretty sure the listeners would have gathered quite a lot from this pint-sized podcast. It was a pleasure talking with you, Anurag. Thanks for having me on. Likewise, Brian. Notes from this podcast will be available online on our website, searchunify.com. Do take some time to explore this and other podcasts in the series on the Resource Center. Should you find KCS and Cognitive Search relevant to your goals in 2020, we're here to help. Just drop a line at info at the rate searchunify.com. In our next episode, we dive deeper into creating and measuring case deflection for self-service success. Until then, this is your host, Anurag, signing off.